It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, T-G-I-F. Welcome to week number 188 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, that over there is Travis. Hey there, Steve. Hey there. I'm awake today, I showered before we did the podcast, we're trying what? something different, so... Uh, uh, you- you didn't have to get pretty for me. We'll see how this goes. Um, welcome, everyone. New listeners, old listeners. Uh, we're a TGIF podcast. We talk about all the shows that aired on TGIF. We just talk about them 30 years after they actually air. Yeah, a little late, but that's fine. That's what we do. Um, so a couple things to get out of the way. Thanks to Aishar for the theme song this week. Thank you, Aishar. Appreciate it. TGIFcast at gmail.com. That is our uh, email address. If you want to send us your own version of the theme song, we will play it on the show. Or if you just want to send us anything at all, uh, we might read it and we might reply to you depending on what it is. We'll try our best. We're busy people. Um, Let's see. That, that, that. I got that out of the way. Um, This week on the show, we've got uh, three shows to talk about. Two of them actually aired on TGIF. One of them... Uh, we're getting ready for, we're doing a little uh, pre-work for when it actually comes out on TGIF because episode one of Home Free did not air on TGIF. Episode one through five did not air on TGIF. Yeah, so this is number three we're going to watch this week. We'll get caught up to number uh, six by the time six airs on TGIF. And yeah. uh, two shows that are kind of new to TGIF, we're like halfway through the first season on them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, getting by and where I live, yeah, about halfway through, maybe a little bit more. To, they're not full seasons, so we, we don't have a whole lot of episodes left on either of those two shows. And when did these uh, episodes actually air? When was it in 93? Yeah, yeah. So these actually aired on um, Friday, April 23rd, 1993. And the fun thing about um, uh, about Home Free, the ones that we're watching, is that we're only like a week away. Like off I saw that, that on the commercials, too. right? Yeah, because there was a commercial on this week's episode for the shows we watched last week. So it's like the same kind of time frame. Just, you know, this wasn't on T- it wasn't on TGIF. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Seeing the commercial scene. Yeah, uh, it's fun. There we are. Um, OK. Seeing this shows in better quality. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the episodes, uh, would you like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago? And I've got four stories this week. That's a lot. Four. Yeah. Um, what? April 17th through 21st, those are all falling in that date range, right? 17th through 23rd. April 17th, uh, we had a teaser for it last week. This was the official announcement of the Rodney King verdict. Ugh. Yeah. Were people mad? People were very mad. Uh, what do they want? Everyone? Is it that, that was sarcasm, right? Is that, that Well, was, that was I mean, sarc- I know there was a lot of different like timelines of things that happened. Like the riots had already happened at this point, but then... Then they had the trial, and then were there more riots after the trial when they read the verdicts? Or yeah, my understanding that I, I thought the riots were really after the more so after the trial. See, I don't know. Maybe it was. I Maybe I, I could be wrong. I mean, that you know, I was. So I was uh, what happened young. on April seventeenth? I mean, if there are more riots, we'll hear about them in this. But uh, April seventeenth, two Los Angeles police officers convicted in federal court of violating Rodney King's civil rights and sentencing to prison while the other two are acquitted. So maybe they're mad about the other two. Is that kind of the whole thing? Maybe. I I don't know. My timeline's a little fuzzy. From My that. timeline's... I mean, I, in 93, I was, what, six years old? No, seven years old? I can't do math. Ten years old? No, you're ten years old. Ten years old. Yeah. Um, God, birthday in like a week. Um, no. Yeah, so that's April 17th. Then on the 19th, uh, that whole David Koresh thing came to an end. The Branch Davidians, um, there was, how many people died that day? Uh, It was a lot. Um, 70-something? Yeah, 76 died. Um, This was 51 days later after it started, because we had talked about it, like, weeks ago. And uh, right out, I mean, Waco, Texas, uh, a whole bunch of craziness, like, on how everyone died. Like, some was suicide, some was an accident, some was tear gas, and then some they still don't actually know how they died at this point. Yeah, we talked about it back when we first brought it up, but that that's crazy. That is crazy. April 20th, we'll get on a little lighter note. I don't know if this is going to ruin any of your announcements coming up, but this was uh, the day that the debut album from Shania Twain came out. Uh, Shania Twain's oh. self-titled album, April 20th, 1993. Also the beginning of Haim's career. Oh, because you think they just copied her? <laughs> I mean, they're just a, they're just a cover band. Ah, I still like them. And then uh, the 21st, uh, the debut of a TV show, pretty big one, um, CBS. Okay. The debut of Walker, Texas Ranger. 
That is not newsworthy. Can't strike it. Big deal. Stri- stricken from the record. Stricken from the record. I should have pulled up some Chuck Norris facts, but uh, I don't have uh, any ready for you. Chuck Norris, the most annoying human being. Okay. Cool. All right. What about um, movies and music? What was number one this week? Nothing new. Uh, Snow Informer is still number one song. Uh, number one movie is Indecent Proposal. I do have one birthday, though. Okay. Uh, Sam McMurray. Um, Sam McMurray is Roy on Dinosaurs. You would recognize him from like so many things. He's one of those guys that's in so many movies, so many TV shows, but really doesn't have like one thing in particular that stands out. But he is the the voice of Roy. So would I recognize his voice or like the actual actor? I would oh, you would recognize oh, okay. him immediately. As soon as you saw him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. What's his and name? And you would... Sam McMurray. Okay. I mean, he is... For, for people like you. us, for people who watch a lot of stuff, he is immediately recognizable. Okay. Um, something that comes to mind, like when I, I think about him, him he, he was the dad in um, Adam's Family 2, the, uh, the, like the dad of <sighs> nope. the, the, the girl not, with the camera. That's camp. not a good reference for me. Okay, I watch that movie every year. So that's Sam all. McMurray. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He does look familiar. I feel like from like some cop show or something, though. He's in tons of stuff. Tons and tons of stuff. Um, just nothing that really like, bro. You know, oh, grabs the, you. The dentist and freaks and geeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess it all depends on what your point of reference is. Like for me, Adam's Family Value is probably where I think about him a lot. Um, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. Okay. Um. Anything else before we get into the episodes this week? Uh, no. Okay. Nope, I, don't have any, I don't have anything else. So like we said, we're doing a little homework, getting ready for Home Free to come on TGIF. So we're watching uh, season one, episode three right now. And it starts off, we've got Matt, we got his mom, and they're uh, they're flipping some pancakes. They got a little routine going on. <laughs> There's a lot of these physical, or a couple of these physical gags in this episode that are pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I think I know the other one you're talking about. Uh, Lucas is mad that it's pancakes wait, again, wait, which wait, I get pretty upset wait, wait, about. Wait, 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 wait. I want to articulate this scene a little bit better okay matt is taking the pancakes flipping them over his shoulder and his mom is catching him catching them like 15 feet away in the pan and they do like three or four in a row it's pretty awesome it's impressive and yeah. uh lucas is not only not impressed he's mad that they're having pancakes again for breakfast i would be very excited as a child having <laughs> pancakes any day yeah i don't especially at his age like he's not like young and picky he's just being grumpy i think i'm officially a, Lu- a lucas hater after this scene honestly Ooh. Ooh, you and you and young, young children like male children don't get just aren't aren't for you. That's not true. The, uh, I like uh I like all of the kids on uh, Step by Step. Okay. I like. I mean, uh, I'm thinking specifically of Jr. in Just the Ten of Us. Yeah, well, he sucks. Um, I also like Marcus and Darren, and and uh, they're they're, they're not yeah, they're not they're not Lucas Young. They're they're like teenagers. Oh, we're going younger, younger. Um, oh yeah. Like Brendan, if you didn't like Brendan, we could put him Brendan's in there. Brendan's fine. Yeah, I like I like or, Brendan a lot actually. If you didn't like Richie, but I mean I love Richie. I'm gonna be mad Richie, when Richie uh, isn't around. Richie, anymore. I, my I problem Richie. with Richie is probably not uh, his fault, but they kind of like to uh, show off his dance skills a little too much, and it kind of bothers. I me. love it. I wish they showed off his dance skills more. It's too much. Love it. All right, so Abby, who I love, is excited that there's pancakes going on. Um, she's couldn't be happier um vanessa comes in their mom and she's uh she's got to get to the courthouse she's uh we find out that she's going to be having she has an internship with uh with the judge and she's got to get down there quick well she's going for the interview to get the internship no it's not official yet okay right um and then uh matt's mom's like oh what a wonderful idea you can write your uh your column on your sister's internship and (laughs) he's like such a random thing. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. And then she makes fun of the newspaper a lot that he works for at this point, too. She keeps calling it a uh, a poop sheet. Yeah, something like that. Um, and there's a lot of poop jokes in this episode generally. But oh. A lot of bathroom poop jokes. Um, next scene, we go uh, to the newspaper building. Uh, Matt's there. Walt comes in. Laura's there with the new haircut that I had mentioned from uh, the intro video that is different than episode one. She definitely Fair has enough. shorter hair. Um, she, she wasn't in episode two at all, right? Like they talked about her, but they didn't no. actually show her. Okay, right. Um, then their boss comes in. What's the boss's name? I still can't remember this guy's name. So they, act- I don't think they've actually said his name. I think they re- like make a kind of a side reference. I'm, um, it's Ben. Ben is his name. Do you know his last name? 
Oh, I feel I've like his door. Up. I feel like his door, like on the glass behind where they're standing, says his name, but I couldn't. Brookstone. Read it. Ben Brookstone, Brookstone is what IMDb is saying. All right, we'll see when I remember that. Um, so he comes in. This is your other uh, physical. Yeah, this is a good one. This thing. is a good one. Walks in, doesn't even think about it. Throws his hat across the entire room, and it lands on the uh, coat rack hook hat. Thing. Perfectly. Thirty. What? Thirty. Forty feet. You think maybe. How many, how many tries it took to get it right? No, no. How far distance cover? Oh, how 20, far? Uh, like thir- maybe 20, 20, right? 20 to 30 20. feet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, standard so. room is 12 by 12. So, I mean, but this is a 40 newsroom. would be crazy. This is a newsroom. I'll go 20. Okay. Um, the crowd, the live audience there goes crazy. I think justifiably. That's why I didn't make as big of a mention as the pancake thing, because the, I don't remember the crowd being as loud as they were as they were for this hat stunt. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. What do you think was the better stunt? I think the pancakes are probably better than the hat. I, I would say it depends how many takes each one took. Like if the, if the, if, if the actor, if Alan Oppenheimer, who plays walked in and did it one hit, nailed it one time, the crowd's going nuts. That's it. That's it. But you know, the pancake thing, if they, if it took them like 10 times to get it right, I don't know. You lose interest. Now let's say they were both done on the first try. Which one do you think is more impressive? I, th- I think I think the pancakes is probably harder, but I think the hat just looks better. Okay. Um, ben comes over the boss and he's like, "Let's hear your ideas for the stories." Because I guess it's Monday morning. He wants to. Yeah, it's their pitch meeting. Hear everyone's stories. Um, you can tell no one really has anything, but um, Laura kind of steps up and uh, gives some ideas for Walt at this point. Like, uh, there's some story at the marina or something like that. Yeah, there's like some uh, development down at the marina that might have some kind of shady stuff going on. And she's like, we should check this out. Yeah. And then like, uh, he's like, great, you guys go do that and sends them off. And then Matt doesn't have any ideas. He does mention his uh, sister's internship at this point with uh, Judge Kavanaugh is his name. And appropriately enough, his boss tells him, uh, I've heard some stuff about that guy. I think he takes bribes for the... uh, from the attorneys to uh, make sure that they get what they want and he gets a little money on the side and I want you to investigate and now we have an in. I want your sister to get us some information. <laughs> I want your sister who has just started working there to be the rat. Yeah, let her ruin her life and uh, yeah. get us this information. So he's like, I, I mean, I, I think he's totally against the idea at first, right? He's a little, a little hesitant at, at least. And uh, uh, I wouldn't say Matt is necessarily like he's not like hardcore against it. I think he's just a little like, I don't know how that's going to work, yeah. but we'll see. But Ben is like, make it happen. So yeah. now he's kind of stuck. Um, first commercial break of the show. We've got a Mercury Villager commercial and we've got a Crest Baking Soda Toothpaste commercial. They were really pushing the baking soda part of this toothpaste. It's a big deal. I don't think it was in all the toothpaste back then. Yeah. Um, Next is it toothpaste anymore? Is it still a thing? I think so. Um, okay. Abby and Lucas are talking about uh, building a biosphere. They've got to do this uh, class project. Because they didn't mention it earlier, right? This is the first mention of that, I think. This is the first time we're hearing about it. I think in the, uh, in the other one... Hold on. Let's are, they see. The same age? are they the same age, those two kids? I don't know. I mean, they're, twi- they're, they're brother and sister in real life. I think they might be twins in real life. Um... But they, but uh, Abby talks about them like combining science classes. So right, right, right. They're not so the same class, they but they're at least yeah. uh, working together on this project. The teacher paired yeah. them up. They don't want to be paired up, but the teacher paired them up to uh, create this biosphere together. Right. And then um, Vanessa gets home. Uh, the kids go upstairs to work, and this is where we get our uh, diss of the week. Here it is. Painfully slow. Okay. And All right. uh, Matt gets home, tells Vanessa about his uh, assignment that he has to kind of uh, get some information on her uh, her boss, pretty much. And uh, you know what? Matt's mom thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> it's such a bad idea. She's like, yeah, help him out. Why don't you look into that a little bit? And Vanessa's like, no, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm not going to ruin everything that I have complete or got set up for me. There's no way this is going to happen. Yeah, like a smart individual would. Like this, Matt is not an investigative reporter at some. He works for the the Beach City's advertiser, whatever. Like, dude, relax, relax. Yeah. So that scene ends. Then we skip a little later. Matt's still trying to get Vanessa to agree. Vanessa is still saying no, 
and uh, he's like, I want to go down to the court with you. And uh, she's like, no, there's no way that you're going down there. And she's like, are oh, you just trying to get in, get into the building so you can get to the judge? Yeah. Um, they talk about the kids project a little bit at this point, too. And uh, once again, Matt is just uh, still pleading with Vanessa, trying to figure out a way to uh, make this uh, story happen. Yeah. And for the project, this is when like Grace shows back up with this aquarium out of nowhere and the kids kind of take it. I feel like there's some underlying moral to the story in relation to the project, but I can't figure uh, out. Like, I figure don't out leave your was. kid's aquarium on the floor because I'll step on it and drag it across the garage. Right. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, courthouse. We're there now. Vanessa has a uh, meeting with, uh, well, she's in a meeting kind of like watching over, uh, the judge have a meeting with the, I these two attorneys and Vanessa is, uh, she calls him out on something like, Oh, I printed this out. This is public record. And the judge is like, Oh, great job, Vanessa. You're doing a great job. And, uh, one of the attorneys, uh, they, they leave. He's like, well, you know what you got to do. He's, and she's like in the hallway listening bring me what I want and bring it in the alley yeah. or something like that. Let's make this, let's, let's clarify this a yeah, little bit. Please. I want to make sure we get, this is an important scene. Um, I will note real quick that the younger of the two lawyers, uh, he was father, Bud on just the 10 of us. So if you remember father, Bud, it was in a few episodes, uh, Lou Richards, he was a younger lawyer. Um, but so what happens is that there's this mediation going on. The mediation ends. One of the, one of the attorneys is kind of, realizes he's in a bad spot. So after everybody leaves, he comes back into the judge's uh, chambers it's just him and Judge Kavanaugh. And he says, hey, you know, what, what do I have what, to do to make what this do we need go to my do way to get this done? Like, yeah, what do we need to do to, to get this to go to my way? And the, the as he's talking to him, Vanessa kind of pokes her head in to like get something and realize yeah, she's like in the hallway listening in. Right. And the judge says, well, you know what you need and you know where you need to bring it. And I'll see you there. We'll, we'll get it done. And that's what she hears. And she is like, oh, he is legit. Not cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me, too. Like, he's like, yep obviously not giving out all the information because he doesn't want anyone over here. Just a little code to bring me the money. That's yeah. What I want. Give, bring, bring what I need. You know where I need it. So uh, we get a commercial break here too. We've got commercials for Visa, uh, Ziploc storage bags, the AT&T iPhone or iPlan, not iPhone. iPlan yeah. and the Taco Bell ad are both back from last week. Um, then there's a commercial for uh, the TV show Home Improvement and uh, a commercial for the movie uh, Murder in the Heartland, which I guess is going to be airing. Uh, on yeah, the, on it the looks like a made for TV like movie, I guess. I believe so. Um, so back to the show, uh, Matt and Vanessa are talking. Vanessa's like, you were right, Matt. He is doing this. You were so right. And uh, Matt knows that now he might have his story ready to go. He's ready. So we're back at the court. Um Matthew is now undercover as uh, an attorney or someone trying to get something to happen. Uh, he's in there for a meeting. Vanessa, did you catch the name of his of his uh, of the firm he says he works for? No. Very important. What is it? Oh, it's good. All right, Seaver, Lubbock, and Russell. Oh, so Do you under- does that make sense to you? Growing pains, just the ten of us. What's the Russell? That's the only part I don't get. Russell is is the TV Uncle Buck TV show. All three written by Tim O'Donnell, the writer of this episode. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, just ten of us reference there. Yeah. Um, so she lets him in because she's he goes up to the secretary and then uh, Vanessa's like, oh, yeah, I added him on the calendar. Just let him in there. So she lets him into uh, the judge's office and uh, Matt's continuing to pretend to be this guy who's trying to ask about some zoning in Scottsdale. He's trying to, like, make this real big money deal. And in order to get it to happen, he needs the judge to side with him to change like the zoning restrictions over in Scottsdale. Right. 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 So and he, he starts to make the moves on like, what do I, you know, what do I need to do to make this happen? Yeah. What do you need? And he like writes something down on the paper. I don't know if it's like an amount of money or what he's offering. I think it's an amount of money. Yeah. I think that's, it's an that's my money. guess too. Um, but to all of our surprise, we see back into the uh, other room, the judge, brings Matt out, kicks him out of the office and says, no one bribes me. I should like uh, have you kicked out of the court and everything. And uh, it looks like Matt was wrong. And so is his boss. This whole thing with uh, the judge bribing people might not actually be uh, him bribing people. Right. And and to call back the earlier scene, he, he specifically says like, you know what you need to bring evidence and you know where you need to bring it to the courtroom. That's where I make my decisions and kicks him out. Yeah. So, 
We got some problems here. We're back at the house. Vanessa is now writing her resignation letter for. Uh, like, I'm out. No, she doesn't even know. Like he doesn't even know that it was her. And she's like, I gotta quit. Yeah. So she's like, I'm getting it. Well, she does, right? She walked him into the office and said, Here, I put this guy on your calendar. I think he's a big deal, kind of thing. Like, yeah, but she, he he doesn't know that like they're related. He doesn't like, know that, but he knows that. I mean, right now, what she's thinking is. Hey, the judge thinks that I brought this guy uh, in to bribe him. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I think she's overreacting. Is my point. She's mad. She might be overreacting, but she's mad. Uh, we do see that the kids have uh, finished their project, and then Luke takes Lucas takes it in the kitchen and breaks it. And uh, then uh, what's the mom's name on the show? Like the Grace. Grace. Grace is like being the mediator. She comes out and she tries to settle all the problems going on. The problem with the two kids at the project. She's like, go back in there, put it together, we'll get it figured out. And then she's trying to settle the uh, issue with Vanessa and Matt. And uh, she seems to be doing a pretty good job. And then the phone rings. Phone rings. Matt picks it up. It's Judge Kavanaugh. And uh, he's calling not just for Matt, but for the act or the character that Matt was playing when he went into that office. And now it seems like the judge is actually going to take that bribe. This was all... Well, he's like... Hey, this is Monty Hall. And you're like, let's make a deal, Monty Hall. Um, and meet me in the alley. And you know what to bring. Yeah. So now Matt's like, oh, man, we caught him. This is great. And Vanessa, I think Vanessa believes him at this point, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So now we're in this dark alley. Um, you kind of see uh, Judge Kavanaugh in the shadows. And Isn't he wearing like a bright neon like jogging suit? It's not all black, which would probably be a little better than this. <laughs> but um he uh, talks about, like, accepting the bribe and, like, uh, as they're about, well, he's got a suitcase with, like, five grand in it, right? And, uh, 50. 50 grand. No, five grand. And he says, you're going to get the rest when it's done. Like, he, he brings oh, okay. five in the suitcase. So he's like, okay, I'll see. And he's like, they're trading off the suitcase and stuff. And then Vanessa jumps out with a camera and, and takes a picture of them doing this deal. So Well, they've got- not until, though, the judge starts to pull out what's in the in the bag and it's not money. I can't I can't remember what it was, but I think it's it, the newspaper, I think. Yeah, that's right. It was newspaper. And so like, he's like, what? You got a picture of me pulling a newspaper out of a bag. What good is that going to do you? Yeah. So he's like, you might think you have me, but uh, there's no way they're going to believe you. Why would they believe you over me? This judge who's been doing it for so long. You have no proof. And even if you did have proof, they still wouldn't believe you. So yeah, cause at this, and at this point, like Matt pulls out a, a tape recorder and he's been recording the conversation and he stops the tape recorder like an idiot. Um, but then Judge Kavanaugh goes on to say, like, look, that's why I did the whole thing I did earlier was so that it would look like I was an honest person. And all I'm getting all this is now is you being a dishonest person. I've set you up to catch you and now I've caught you and no one's going to believe a word you say. Yeah, it seems like uh, the judge may have been through this before and he knows exactly <laughs> what to do in this situation. But somehow Matt counters with uh, a return threat that. I didn't think was going to be enough, but for some reason, he's like, if you do this, then I'll do this. I'll write this article. You'll lose well, all what the people he said, that are going to be bribing yeah. you in the future, and you're going to have well, to he sell says, your house and all this stuff. Yeah, he's like, I will write the article. if he's Because the judge says, look, if you write this article, I'll sue you. Uh, and he's like, fine, I'll write the article. You can sue me. That's going to cost you a ton of money. You're going to have to you know, sell your house, do all this stuff to pay for it. And all the publicity is going to keep people away from you for future bribes. And you're not you're, all this publicity is also just going to put extra scrutiny on you and what you've done. Uh, and you're going to get caught anyways. Uh, kind of a weak argument, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I don't you know, think he has a good point at all. Like, um, yeah, I mean, the judge has more money than that paper has that. Well, the point that he makes, too, is like if, once, if people aren't giving you bribes anymore, you're not going to be able to afford this lifestyle that's well above the salary of a judge. So you're going to have to like his big thing is like, stuff. oh, no, I don't want to sell my vacation home. That's like yeah. that's like and, the closing like big deal argument. And here. so yeah, and so my, Matt's like you you have to uh, you have to evacuate or what is it, resign your position by tomorrow or a print uh, story, which means he's gonna lose all the money anyways because he can't take bribes if he's not know, a judge. I know. So, I don't like it. It doesn't make a whole lot of a whole lot. Of, what what Matt should have done is had the recorder stopped it and then had the second recorder going oh. to catch all the like admission part. To, to that's what I thought was going to happen. He was going to then pull out like a uh-huh. second recording. Like, I got all of that on tape, you know? Okay. 
So he's like, fine, I'll resign. And then Matt and Vanessa are just celebrating in the alley that uh, they got it taken care of. And then Matt grabs another newspaper out of the briefcase, <laughs> launches a paperboy style down the alley and clocks. We don't see it. It's off. It's off screen. But like you hear, hear it. you hear uh, Judge yeah. Kavanaugh go, oh, we get hit by a newspaper. Ridiculous. Uh, one more commercial break. We've got commercial for uh, the Chevy Cavalier, which is the cheapest car in the market with anti-lock brakes, apparently. Cool. Um, we also have a uh, commercial for the movie Splitting Hairs, which I've never even heard of, but it has Rick Moranis in it. Um, and John Cleese. And, uh, yeah, John Cleese is in it, too. There's three people. Somebody else. Yeah, I think um, another one of the, the uh, Monty Python guys. I've heard down Never Eric, Stop. Eric oh, Never Stop Learning. It was like an ad about like reading and stuff. And it has... Oh, uh, who is it? Jermaine Jackson? Jermaine, Jermaine and Jackson. His wife? And, 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 was that his wife? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be his like, wife. I don't think it's another okay. sister. I don't think. Well, it was about reading. And, and they honestly, had trouble reading. <laughs> it was. A, it was. Uh, it's a very bad. She could barely read the script for the show. And she's telling people that they need to never stop learning. And uh, she's definitely not an actor, actress, presenter person. She needs a little bit of a little bit of coaching. Um, and then we get an ad for TGIF, like we talked about earlier. It's got a little preview for the shows that are where I live and getting by that we watched last week to kind of give us yep, a time period. Yeah. Thing. That was cool. Yeah. Um, final scene here, I think. We've got the uh, the boss of the paper talking to Matt. Not very happy about Matt's story because Matt's story is pretty much just like, oh, the judge resigned kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It wasn't the like flashy, you know, you know scandal ridden story he wanted. Uh, he compliments Walt and Laura on their story. And then, like, as the credits are going, kind of, we get, like, this whole little side story going on with Laura that they kind of, like, push to the side. But, like, Laura is, like, rewriting Walt's story. And, like, Walt's mad that she's rewriting it. And then, uh, obviously, she's really good at it. And uh, Walt's like, oh, well, you got any good thoughts on a headline? So, like, yeah. I mean, there's this whole side story going on that really got thrown to the side, I feel like, in this episode. Well, it's not the Walt and Laura show. Mean, we'll see. Um, is, I mean, it's not yet, at least. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're setting her up to become a writer at the paper, not just a photog. But we'll see. Well, I think that's going to be probably a running theme: is that she's much more capable than anybody gives her credit for, and maybe even more so than the people like than Walt and and Matt. So. Yep, so that's uh, Home Free. Like we said, didn't air actually on TGIF. It aired during the middle of the week, but uh, we're getting ready for episode six, which will air in a few weeks on TGIF. Right now, though, we're watching uh, our nine o'clock slot. This is Getting By, season one, episode eight. The Gospel Truth is the name of this one. Thelma Thelma Hopkins could not wait for an episode to sing, and she probably loved this. Um, this is the problem that I have with Richie that they do with, uh, with her as well. Whatever say. Oh, she can sing. Let's make her sing in random episodes. And make it bothers me it. more in Family Matters when she's not the main character and she kind of randomly is like all of a sudden singing as opposed to she's the main character in this in this show and having her be like prominently okay. singing. I, I don't have so much an issue with that. And the Family Matters just gets kind of annoying. But the um, but the dancing Richie doesn't. Get Richie's annoying. adorable. I'll take Richie dancing all day. Richie is underutilized in Family Matters and adorable. All right. So the show starts off right away with Dolores singing. She's playing the piano. Um, Kathy comes down and she's getting into it. She, uh, she, oh, yeah. she's acting like she's in the church right now, waving her hands and, uh, running up and down the aisle. And, uh, Dolores is, um, she says that she's practicing. There's a big, uh, gospel church competition. They've won the past and, uh, they want to win again. And when you say they, I think it's important to articulate that they in that is, is she her and her kids. kids. Her, yes. yes. So Kathy tries to uh, join in on the singing, but I don't know. She's she's fine, she's but not fine. Uh, she's not. She's not fine. She's not, not. She's not what Dolores wants. I will say this: she is not. She in this particular moment, she is not. Okay, fine. she is a bad singer. She's there bad are other she scenes does, where she does fine. She does much better. Does does much better. But the intent here is that like Dolores is like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah, Marcus and Darren get home here. Um, they quickly realize what their mom is doing, uh, getting ready for gospel singing, and they're like, see ya, and they try to get out of there. But uh, Dolores stops them and uh, wants them to practice as well. But you know what? They don't want to do this anymore. They're tired of doing this. They've been doing it what, probably every year that she wants to do this while they've been kids, yeah. and they feel like they're old enough now that they can say no, and they don't want to sing anymore. And surprisingly, I think she is. she's not too too 
upset about that. She kind of, with very little argument, says, that's fine. All right, whatever. Yeah, I think she's upset, but just, like, doesn't really show how upset she is. Kind of what yeah, I guess, but they don't really make it a point in the episode. I mean, there's a couple little parts where they have that, that mother-kid conversation, but it really isn't a critical part of the episode, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, as we find a little bit, it doesn't take her very long to find a replacement for her kids. Right, right. Um, Kathy uh, offers to help um, because Dolores needs a new concept because now she doesn't have her kids. And she's like, I've got great ideas. And um, <laughs> starts to like, I don't know. I wrote down she starts playing. Is this just uh, Dolores playing on the piano again? or I, I'm not sure. But she starts playing, and then Dolores hates it and stops her. I don't know what I don't know what Kathy was playing. I don't think. Oh, Kathy she does. She starts piano, playing like um, it's, it's some like some an old like, Susanna type deal. Like, well, it's like this little light of mine. It's like a re. It's yeah. like a religious take on like this little light of mine. Is Kathy playing the piano here, or is she just yeah. sing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She is. She is. Yep. All right. Yeah. So this is not going to work for Dolores. Uh, and we then go to the theme. So we come back after the theme song. Uh, Dolores still practicing. Uh, Kathy gets home, grooving out once again to uh, everything that Dolores is doing. And Kathy tells Dolores, you know what? I got a concept for you. Um, <laughs> I want to sing with you. That's what she tells her, right? Yeah, she does. And Kathy, uh, uh, Dolores still doesn't like the idea, but Kathy wants to uh, go through some ideas with Dolores. And Dolores tells Kathy, uh, no need. I've already found my replacement. We have this new concept ready to go. Julie's going to be singing with me. Adorable little Julie runs in ready to sing. Yep. She's ready to go. Uh, Kathy obviously looks a little jealous because she wanted to do it. She wanted to sing. And uh, she tells Dolores too, like how bad she really wanted it. And Dolores says, uh, you just don't have any soul. You can't do this. And Dolores says that, uh, I don't know. I wrote that she can do it. Obviously, Kat, maybe Kat, maybe Kathy probably said that. Like Kathy's like yeah, Kathy's like yeah. No, I got soul. And so Dolores like says, all right, well let's let's try something. Let's so give she you one more like, chance, right? They do like a simple like like two step little gospel song. Oh yeah, they're doing like a little dance, like a little yeah. little shimmy in the front of the living room, and uh, yeah, Kathy's doing it all right at first, but then steps on Dolores's foot. Dolores is and that's in it. A ton of pain. She's done. And she's it. One footstep. That's it. You're out of here. You can't be in this. We need to win this uh, event. And uh, obviously, Kathy still really wants to be part of it. And uh, Julie tells her mom, you can still be part of it. Can you go get me some hot? Can you go get us some hot tea? <laughs> and then uh, I, I forget what Dolores says. Like, yeah, and get us some cookies or something like that, too, while you're in there. So, yeah, they're pushing I think one, aside. I think one misstep from a from an impromptu dance session is not enough to write her off. Well. That was the final kind of thing. Like, I mean, she also I mean, sucks at singing. She's not the best, and Dolores is just looking for a reason. But Dolores one. knows after years of winning this competition, what it takes is cute kids. That's what we need. And Fair Kathy enough. is not a cute kid. Fair so. enough. She uh, should have learned a lesson when they wouldn't let Urkel sing, and how bad that made her feel. And I then know. they eventually did let him. I sing. know. I know. Um, so now we have a scene with, uh, Kathy helping out Dolores and Julie getting their outfits already, getting them hemmed and the right length and everything. Um, she's helping, but she's still upset about not being able to perform. Uh, Julie comes down, um, and Dolores compliments how great she looks in her outfit. Marcus and it's Dar- more, they got, a, she's got like a mat, they got like matching church robes. So yeah. it's, real, it's a kind of adorable looking cute thing. Yeah, Marcus and Darren come in. Um, they're happy to not be a part of this whole thing, that she found a replacement. And Dolores tells them, uh, well, you know what? I know there's always been a plastic trophy in the past, but this year they're actually giving a $200 gift card to some music store where you can uh, buy CDs from. And, and now Mark- they're both. It. Well, I wouldn't say Darren is into Marcus is like, whoa, Marcus whoa, whoa, is whoa. like, oh, man, I need to get my CD collection up. I need to be in this. Yeah. Because Julie's buying uh, the Jungle Book soundtrack. We know that. Why do you think Julie's buying the Jungle she Book soundtrack? She tells her. She tells her. She's like, Is that what it was? The Jungle Book? She's like, Yeah, Marcus, I'm buying the Jungle Book soundtrack. Okay. Um, Next scene, we've got Dolores going up to talk to Marcus. She's upset that Marcus is. Uh, well, Marcus like storms off and goes upstairs to his room. Yeah, because he's like, Oh, man, I really need those CDs. And he runs upstairs and she's like, 
I want you to come down. I want you to listen. It would mean to, to the church when we do this competition. I really want you to come down there and at least listen and uh, and see how we do. It would mean a lot to me. And yeah, because he's like, I don't even want anything to do with this. I'm I'm so mad. Blah blah blah. Nah, jungle block. Uh, okay, so now now we're there. It's the day of this competition. We're at the church. Um, Dolores and Julie are kind of like off to the side, getting ready because they're going up soon. Uh, Julie's a nervous wreck, though. She's like, "I can't do this. It's too much." And then, like the well, the the so when we come when we come into the scene with the church, there is the the group that is singing before them is finishing up, and they're awesome. Like they're really good. I would I was watching them being like, "How does how does Dolores think she is gonna win this?" Because they're really good. They have any cute kids? Uh, no, no uh, cute kids. There you go. That's how. Um. So they say like their names on the on the microphone or whatever. Like coming up next is our last year's winner, Dolores, with uh, a new person, Julie Barker, or whatever her last name is. Well, like cute little, cute little Julie, whatever her name is. And now Julie's having a full on anxiety attack. She's freaking out. She has to leave the entire room because she's freaking out so much. She can't do this. Uh, Dolores is screwed. She doesn't have a partner. They call Dolores and Julie on stage. It's actually time for them to go up. Julie isn't there. And who's there to save the day? No, not Marcus. Kathy's there. She runs. Does it seem weird to you that they went that direction and not Not Marcus? have Marcus save it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kathy goes up there. They start singing. It's going pretty well. Marcus shows up in the middle of this. He's watching from the back. And uh, Kathy is really getting into maybe a little too much where Dolores has to kind of push her off to the side and show her her place. But uh, you know what? The crowd loves it. The crowd. Is it works. It, it works. Yep. Um, skip ahead. What do you know? They won first prize 200 bucks. They still get the plastic trophy. And uh, Nikki's there to tell her mom how proud she is of her for winning this competition. Marcus comes over Dolores is glad that he's there. He apologizes for being such a jerk. Darren asks him if uh, he just said that he was a jerk. And Marcus is <laughs> like, uh, is it okay if I punch Darren in the face in church? And then uh, Dolores says, no, take him outside. <laughs> so they won without the cute kids. I don't know how they beat that other group. Um, Probably the tambourine did it. That's my guess. Was that what it was? Okay. Yeah. So into the episode, but we do get a credit scene with uh, more singing with the whole family. And this is where I have a little suspicion here. Okay. Tell me. I think they recorded a couple different versions of it and they went with the one they went with. But this song that they're doing during the credits is the exact same song and the entire family is up there singing. So I'm wondering what if they did something where the, for some, something happens and the entire family ends up singing all the kids Kathy and Dolores. I appreciate that. I don't. I don't agree with that theory. But I why well, sing the I same song then? If you're going to record, just because, like, just because, like they've scene. got the music for it. They've got like the the choir already knows it. Like they've heard they've it got twelve everything. times during this episode already. Yeah. So they're like ready to go. Yeah, okay. They've got everything they need to do the song again. So why not just do the song again? Yeah. Okay. Either way, that's your episode. That's uh, but yeah. I did like that they let everybody. They like purposely do let everybody sing though. Which is interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, nine thirty. Where I live, season one, episode nine. Married with children is the name of this episode. It starts off. We've got Doug. He's uh, walking into the kitchen. Marie says that uh, she wants to hang out with him tonight, but Mark, but uh, Doug is like, oh, I can't. I already got plans. We're going to the movies after we drop off our paperwork. No, no they're going to watch a basketball game. Going to watch a basketball game after we drop off our paperwork for the selective service because everyone has to do that when they're my age. I thought that was going to be more of a more story of a story or something. Episode. Maybe yeah. next episode they all get drafted or something. This was propaganda where they're just like, just put it in there so it seems normal. Everybody will be like, oh, I'm supposed to do that too. Um, Sharon comes in. Marie's like, oh, we're hanging out. But no, she's got plans too. She's got to uh, study for the SATs. Got to study because she's already thinking about college. She's, she's planning out her life and it involves getting out of that apartment as soon as she can. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to just do really good on my SATs and skip my last year of high school. And go to a school that I that's not close, so I can be far away from you guys. <laughs> on the other side of the country. Yeah, and this makes Marie seem a little depressed, and uh, now she's like, I want a baby. That's her solution. 
If her kids are getting out of out of the house, she wants another kid in the house. Seems a bit extreme. Um, we hit the theme. We come back to James coming home to Marie on the couch wearing some sexy lingerie. Um, he obviously knows a little bit of what was going on because he also brought some videos from uh, probably not Blockbuster, but some other video store. Well, he comes into the kitchen at the end of the last scene when she's like, James, oh, I want the baby. So he does hear that at that point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the movies that he rented, though, were all like, horror movies starring kids as the villain so like rosemary's baby porn. Yeah. yeah rosemary's baby and maybe chucky or no nah, it was uh, it was omen oh the, omen. the omen yeah yeah that's yeah. what it was um so he's trying to get her out of the mood at least uh out of the whole idea of having another child and marie's upset because no one in the family is supporting her like, no one likes this idea. Well, yeah, and Doug and Marie come in the room, and everyone's like, we do not want another baby in this house. And she's like, guess what? I'm having a baby. That's her solution. <laughs> so um, then we got the guys on the stoop. There's a random dog now on the stoop as well. Um, and uh, it's kind of a chick magnet, right? Like, oh, uh, yeah. every girl that walks by comes over and it's like, oh, whose dog is this? And they're all kind of, like, taking turns saying it's their dog and... Uh, I don't know. They're kind of like they're not getting any phone numbers or anything, but like the girls kind of a bunch of girls are at least showing some attention to the stoop. And yeah, but they definitely figure out the way to work the the extended game here. Yeah. Um, and then like as they're kind of doing this with the dog, uh, Marie comes home. She looks real happy and uh, she tells uh, Doug, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Doug's like, why are you so happy, mom? And she's like, because I got what I wanted. And Doug runs behind her upstairs to what, what did you think was going on i thought she i mean i thought she was pregnant i figured that she was pregnant i was like oh maybe she adopted a kid is what i'm thinking or like filed for an adoption kind of thing i don't think she could do that alone i think that she could be pregnant while saying i want a kid and not not realize it and it, then be like oh it well, felt I'm like pregnant. this was like the next day to me but maybe more time but that passed. could that could happen like she could have like her and james could have had sex like you a month know, ago i don't Oh, oh, okay. And then she just found, sure, to, like, sure, just sure, coincidentally sure. found out that she was pregnant. Okay. Um, so yeah, they they both go upstairs, and we try to figure out what's going on at this point, right? Yeah. Um. She announces. She makes an announcement. I got a job. I'm gonna run a daycare center. So she's uh, she's filling everything she wants. She's got something to do, and it involves children. So everything that she wanted, she's now figured it out, and the job starts tomorrow. She's ready to go. Yeah. She's like, uh, this is what I needed. I need something else to be fulfilled. And uh, Sharon's happy for her. She's glad she got a job. But uh, Doug is worried because now there's not going to be a mom at home taking care of them, making them food, doing their laundry, making their beds, all that. He wants his mother home. And James says, don't worry, she'll hate it. She'll get out of there, she'll hate it. And then it turns into an episode of Dinosaurs. Was that an episode? Oh, yeah, it was that. I forgot about that. It is that. Yeah. Episode. I was listening to him say something. Like, Where did we just hear this? Where did we just hear this? Was it on Step by Step? Where was it? Where was it? And then I was like, oh, it was dinosaurs. Yeah. It was dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, okay. So next scene, uh, we've got Doug. He's made a chart of chores. Uh, he's color-coded everyone so everyone knows what chores they have to do. And... Uh, Sharon's like, what color are you? And he's like, green. There's like no green post-it notes on this whole thing. He has to change the clocks. He has to change the clocks. I don't even... Was there Was there one green post-it note on there? Because I didn't see there any. were. There were. There were. There were like three or four green oh, post-it okay. notes on there. But but what the point they make is when they read the jobs, it's like things you do once a year, like twice a year. Yeah. So that's kind of it for that scene, like the chore thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, they all move them around so that it's more more equitable. A little later, uh, now Doug is making dinner. James is vacuuming. Marie gets home from uh, a long day at work, and she's exhausted. She just wants to sit down and do nothing. She says it was very hard, and uh, you kind of see James, like, nodding his head. Like, he knows she's going to quit, and she flat out tells him, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to do it. She's like, why are, you so, why are you so happy? Why do you have that grin? You think I'm, I'm going to give up? She's like, no, this is a good kind of hard. This is exactly what I'm looking for um next scene james is outside uh waxing his cab kwanzi's been helping him the whole time james tries to pay kwanzi but kwanzi doesn't want money he just wants to get to talk to sharon <laughs> which james says nope you're not getting that and then kwanzi said all right give me the money 
he he like does something and then runs off with the money. I got it. He yeah, like, I, he like does something to the ca- to the cab, I think, and then runs off. I don't know. Scratches it with his keys or something. I don't, I don't know what he does. <laughs> Um, then we go to Quanzi's got the. I'm just gonna say, Quanzi is like such a good role in any TGI show because he literally does nothing, he just shows up. And there's some kind of joke about Sharon, no, whether Sharon. he hollers up at her or just like talks at, talks about it with, with the guys or whatever. And then he's done, he's on each show for like 45 seconds. That's it, it's all he's you need. Done. Yeah, it's like the best job. Yeah, I like him on this show. Um, yeah. so. Doug come they show Doug on the stoop. He's uh he's tired. He's so tired of doing all these chores, like exhausted, tired. Uh Reggie tries to tell him that he needs to do more for his mom, like his mom was doing all this. Now that his mom has a job, you need to return the favor, you need to do your chores, take care of her. Uh Malcolm gets back with that dog and he got three phone numbers. Yeah, Malcolm has really adopted this dog as his his own fake dog to get get ladies. Uh James comes over to the stoop from uh from his car. The guys leave. Sharon comes well, out. There's one. There's one. There's one little note here that is important to what happens a little bit later in the show with the dog. So Malcolm says that, "Hey, I found out who the owner of the dog is. Her name is Terry. I talked to her on the phone. She sounds hot. I'm setting up a meeting so I can give the dog back, and hopefully, I'll be able to to get with get with Terry once we meet." Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I guess that is pretty important for later. Um, yeah. Sharon comes out onto the stoop where uh, James and Doug are now, and she's like, "You guys need to do the laundry. I don't have anything to wear." So they haven't been really doing their chores that they're supposed to do. No. Um, that's where we go to the uh, perfect stranger's basement. I don't know if it really is. Well, it looks like first, it first Doug's like, Dad, we need to get on a plane and go to Trinidad now and hang out with Grandpa. <laughs> just to get out of doing laundry? Is that what it was? Just to get out of doing anything. Yeah, just to get away from this, all this work they have to do. Yeah, so they're in the basement. Uh, they're doing their laundry. They're talking about uh, the chores and everything. Um, Doug, you can tell, has no idea what he's doing with laundry because he's poured like a whole bottle of bleach in the uh, washing machine, uh, threw some soap in there. Then his dad's like, oh, now that the clothes are wet, we can measure out the bleach to put in. And he's like, uh-oh. He doesn't say anything to his dad at this point, but he knows that he messed up. Yeah, that was a problem. Yep. So uh, I think we go right upstairs after this, right? Well, yeah, they bring the clothes, they bring the clothes upstairs. Doug knows what's up, so he's trying to like hide stuff. And they brought up multiple loads already. And as they bring up the last load, you hear Sherry comes yell. out and her sweater. Do they call her Sherry? You call her Sherry a lot. I've never heard them call her Sherry. They call her Sherry a lot. They call her both. But especially like uh, um, Quanzi calls her Sherry almost all the time. I thought he always says Sharon. No, nah, they, they they go back and forth between the two. Okay. They go back and forth. Yeah. Um. She's mad. Her clothes have holes in them. They've shrunk. Obviously, they've messed up the laundry. And uh, everyone just wants Marie back. They want her back in the house. As this is going on, Marie gets home. Um, They're like, Mom, we want you to have a baby now. Because they think that's the easiest solution to get her back in the (laughs) house. Right. And uh, James is like, yes, Marie, now it's time. Let's have a baby. And uh, Marie knows. They just want to get her to quit her job, come back to the house. And she tells James... uh, Tough patooties. I'm not quitting, and you're not getting a baby. Yeah. So we're back on the stoop once again. Uh, Terry, you said her name was, right? The dog's Terry. owner. Yes. Yeah. She comes over to pick up Prince, the dog. Um, Malcolm tells her, hey, I actually uh, need to tell you something. I actually used your dog to pick up women. And then she says, what a coincidence. So do I. And the guys cannot believe it. Cannot what? believe it. What? Lesbians are a thing? And, in New York? Uh, and uh, especially uh, Reggie and Malcolm are just, they're sitting on the step, <laughs> their jaws have dropped, and then for the rest of the episode, they do not move. They are just There's speechless. Slack jaw speechless. Yeah. Dumbfounded. Uh, Marie gets home at this point um, at the stoop, right? This is still outside. And uh, she's is. like, Hey, everyone, uh, I'm home. Look, I got my first paycheck, and I would love to take you all out to dinner. And James is like, oh, we already made dinner, and uh, you don't need to spend your money on us. Like, keep your money. Spend it on what you want to spend it on. You earned it. And uh, she's like, no, I, this is something I really want to do. And he's, and then James is like, well, okay, but uh, after dinner, do you think you could buy us some new clothes? And uh, <laughs> that's the joke because all their clothes are ruined. And then they pan over to Reggie Malcolm. Still speechless. Still, still can't say Still anything. not moving. Uh, and then that's it. That's the end of the episode. 
I will say Terry is is Family Matters alumna alum. She was on uh, that episode where they like all age up, where they're like all playing old people. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't her name her character's name is Lulu. I don't really remember her from the show, but she was on it. So, um, I got a tough time ranking him this week. I feel like um, I'm gonna put that at three. Mm. All right, I got mine. You want to go first? Or you want to go second? I'll go first. I'm going to put where I live at three only because oh. it, to, to me, it was just the dinosaurs episode that we just saw a okay. couple weeks, a few weeks ago. Um, I typically don't like seeing that so quick. Uh, I'm going to put uh, getting by at two and home free at one. I, 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 none of these really jumped out at me as being like great, but so I don't know if this has ever happened on ranking. Mine are completely flipped from yours. So I have home free at three and where I live at one with getting by in the middle. Okay. All right. So at least we got we got one out of three the same. Yeah. We thought uh getting by was a mediocre episode of TGIF. Yeah. Mid. Um Yeah. Uh what do we got going on next week? Yeah, so next week we have a full week of reg- regularly scheduled programs. So Family Matters season four, episode twenty two, step by step season two, episode twenty two, getting by season one episode nine and where i live season one episode 10 oh man back into it yep. back into it and honestly um all of those shows only have a few episodes left so and then we kind of we kind of hit the summer season um let's see what else we got going on we still have we got that uh our galaxy con episode we're gonna air at some point we got that kind of mm-hmm. sitting around to do something with sometime this summer yeah uh still waiting on the official i mean we know that we're 100 going to beat awesome con we know we're doing a panel we uh we know what they've told us friday at this point yeah they, they have told us friday so it, it, unless something changes i mean it's not on the calendar yet but they did tell us it will be Friday. Go ahead and get your pass uh, now. If it's a weekend pass or just a Friday pass, whatever, to come see us on Friday. And then uh, when we do get more information, I'm sure we'll have a little bit more information, like room number and time and all that stuff uh, in the next few yeah. weeks. We'll give it to you when we have it. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Well, I guess it's it's still a couple months away, so I guess it's not that surprising. That yeah, they don't have not till June, uh, middle of June. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have it and we'll give it to you. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, anything else? Anything else going on? I don't think so. I think that's everything. All right, cool. Uh, well then, have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. T G I F. T B A podcast.